Hello and welcome to Still Buffering, a cross-generational guide to the culture that made us. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. I tried to do a good deed last week. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I didn't. Um, I didn't do any harm, but I also didn't do any good. So you okay. just did a, a neutral? I did a neutral. Okay. I did a neutral. I There have been posters up in our neighborhood, homemade posters about a missing cat named Oscar. And... We had thought we had seen the cat. I mean, a cat that fit that description, like in the sort of off the side in the woods on the road to our house Mm -hmm. several times. Mom thought Mm -hmm. she had seen it. I thought I had seen it. And so we had called the number on the poster and said, like, we think we've seen the cat here a few times. If you wanted to check in this area, if we see it, we'll let you know. But like, we think Mm -hmm. we've seen this cat. And they were like, "Okay, thanks. Let us know if you see the cat again. So then we were all driving home from getting ice cream and we saw the cat. Mm -hmm. It was late at night. (laughs) Well, not late at night. It was dark, I should say. It was Mm -hmm. not late. Anything that is dark seems late to me. That's fair. Because I'm old. But it was dark. And so we looked through the headlights and I was like, oh, my God, that's the cat. And mom was like, you got to save it. And I was like, I'm on it. So I jumped out of the car. And started running into the woods like, Oscar, come here, Oscar, Oscar. And the, so the thing is, the cat turned around and looked at me and then came towards me. And so I thought, I've got Oscar. I have saved Oscar. <laughs> this is great. And it looked like Oscar. And it, it, it was obviously somewhat domesticated because it came to me when I called. Mm-hmm. Let me pick it up. I was petting the cat. It was fine. All was well. Um, but then when... Dad pulled the car a little closer so I could climb in with the cat. Uh, and mom was in the midst of calling the number mm-hmm. to tell them we found Oscar. Uh, the The headlights of the car scared Oscar. And Oscar proceeded to scratch the daylights out of me. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> like through my coat. Managed to like pierce my skin and draw blood through mm-hmm. both my coat and sweater. So like really scratched the heck out of me. Mm-hmm. I could not hold Oscar. So Oscar got away. And so I wandered around some more, continuing to call for Oscar. We called the people. The people were like, we're on our way. I'm still wandering around the woods. (laughs) The kids are sitting in the car with their ice cream melting, (laughs) crying because mommy has now been scratched and the cat is wandering in the woods. And we're all freaking out, um, only to have the people arrive, look at the cat, which we could see but wouldn't come close to us and go, oh, that's not Oscar. (laughs) (laughs) So... It was not the missing cat. It was not the missing cat. We think that it actually might belong to one of the other people who live on the street, but we, it, it didn't have a color. It didn't have any way. I mean, but obviously it was somewhat used to people because mm-hmm. it came to me. Um, but so, so that that cat is still wandering in the woods. Or maybe it's just around that house. Maybe it's just an outside cat. I hope it's just an outdoor cat that lives there. So you almost stole. But I almost stole cat. the cat. That it was not Oscar. I did uh. not steal the cat. I don't know. Maybe there's more to this story. Maybe Oscar's owner is like, after Oscar, you know, jetted, they were like, actually, this is kind of nice. Oscar was a butthead. And so they're like, yeah, that was Oscar, but now we're not going to claim him. (laughs) There was some discussion of that possibility, actually. Like, maybe Uh, they don't want Oscar. (laughs) Which, like, if they didn't, I would help 
you know, I mean, I would have I would have taken Oscar, but I also didn't want to accidentally steal someone's outdoor cat. But I just thought traditionally, if you have an outdoor cat, you put a collar on it or something. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I'm not. This is not judgment. I've only ever had indoor cats, so I don't really know how outdoor cats work. Well, <laughs> they work. I don't know. I don't know the rules on outdoor cats. You could have played it on the safe side and kept the cat that's not Oscar, but then put up your own signs and say, "Is this your cat? I stole it. <laughs> I didn't mean to, but it's safe, and I'll bring it back to you." That sounds so threatening. I have this cat reward. Yeah, don't use like <laughs> don't use like magazine cutouts. Like, don't ransom the cat. <laughs> well, and the people were like, because we, you know, we went to leave, and they were like, "Well, did you want the reward for finding the cat?" And it was like, "Okay, well, one, we no, I had no, I didn't know there was a reward, and I certainly don't need a reward for finding a cat that is lost. Like, the reward is, oh, good, a cat was found." But also, I didn't find the cat. <laughs> and I don't think I deserve a reward for almost unintentionally stealing someone's cat. <laughs> Is there like a second place, some sort of consolation prize? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't it's know. the stolen cat. It's weird because there's another cat that has started hanging around outside our house, which does not fit the description of Oscar, also does not look like this other cat. Um, it actually looks a lot like our dearly uh, departed CJ. Mm-hmm who now hangs out around our house. And it's I don't very know. Weird. It's very weird because she looks very much, or he, I don't know the gender of the cat, but it, uh, it looks very much like CJ. And so that's made the girls nervous because they think like ghost, ghost cat. cat. It's the, <laughs> the ghost cat has come back. Um, but also like, then I started thinking like, well, do I need to take this cat in? But it seems fine. Like <laughs> it I looks healthy and well fed. <laughs> and then I thought I'd be stealing someone else's cat. So I'll leave it be, but I don't know if it's someone's cat. Well, you know, you don't have to, like, take them inside and make them yours. You could just put out some food for them. I mean, see see how that goes. We'll start doing that and like see this. how it goes. Because it, it doesn't seem in distress. It seems very happy. It's just sort of, like, laying around in the neighborhood. Like, it always is in this same area. So it may belong to, you know, we're all sort of clustered on a hill. So mm-hmm. there are lots of houses it could belong to. I mean, if it looks healthy and clean, it's probably fine. Because even if it's an outdoor cat or or even just like a, a feral cat, like they're good at taking care of themselves. If you see like a a friendly but but dirty boy, then probably he's a he's an <laughs> indoor cat that somehow got outside and now can't take care of no. himself. No, both of these cats that I have encountered <laughs> and considered stealing, <laughs> both of them have looked clean, well fed, healthy, content. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I mean. I, I got. I did not get the sense that they were abandoned, but I don't know what to do. Yeah. So anyway, I mean, if it makes I you feel, I almost stole a cat. I if, didn't though. If it makes you feel any better, my roommates and I also almost took a cat um, not that long ago because it was just a tiny little baby black cat that kept wandering into our backyard. And my roommate was like, "I've been wanting a black cat for so long. This is this is a manifestation of my dreams has appeared in our backyard." So we set out food for it because we have two cats. <laughs> And it kept coming back every single day for food, and I was like, "Well, this has to, this has to be a stray." I mean, it's coming back for food every day, so it's like it's not getting fed or something. So we just like, you know, kept trying to get it to like come inside. Like we have a litter box, and we already have two cats. Like we have all the things for cats. And it was dark, and we just hear a voice from the other side of the fence, like, "Hey, that's my cat." 
<laughs> it was the neighbors. We have a little tiny like garage apartment that's not connected to our house. That's totally separate. That's right on the other side of our fence. And I guess it belongs to the people that live in that tiny apartment. So you almost stole a cat too. Yeah. I just think I think that yeah, maybe you all don't fully understand how cats work because they just outdoor cats like they befriend everybody they woo everyone in the neighborhood so they have multiple food places but you don't take them inside you just accept that you're in the cat's circle now and you, I, you need to gift it things but leave it alone i just think i just think there should be some way to signify if a cat is an outdoor cat which is fine or a lost cat which i need to save so i just, just want a, to just like a little shirt they wear yes <laughs> i am an outside cat something something so that i don't accidentally take your cat i don't because I don't want to take anyone's cat. I don't want any more cats. Seems personally. like you do. No, I just don't That's want it. Two now. I don't want any cats to be lost outside. It's Christmas time. <laughs> <laughs> they need a Christmas family. I mean, I don't want them to be lost. Anyway, I didn't take all is fine. No one get angry. I Christmas know, I did morning. Not steal it's... anyone's cat. All the cats involved in this story are well. It's just two cats under the tree. No presents for the girls. You're just. Mommy Bring, did it. Mommy brought home cats. I brought home the two cats. I finally saved them both. I didn't have time to give you any presents because all I did was save these cats. No, steal these cats. A literal cat burglar. You just steal <laughs> other people's cats. This is a great lead into our topic. Yeah. Ah, actually, yes. Uh, we're talking about uh, uh, Batman Returns this week. Uh, so the sequel to the original Batman movie. Uh, this is the one starring... Um, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer is Catwoman and Danny DeVito is Penguin and uh, uh, oh gosh uh, not Michael Keaton Michael Keaton I was going to say not Val Kilmer Michael Keaton not <laughs> Michael Keaton who I've always thought was the best Batman that's just my personal opinion I'm not saying I'm right or wrong it's just my no, personal I, I really like him as, as Batman I think anything that, that involves Val Kilmer it's just on a is Val Kilmer or not Val Kilmer is kind of where my brain goes with most men honestly um but yes, uh, my my personal favorite of the of the Batman films. Yes, yeah, it is. Um, it's a it's a fun movie. I hadn't seen it in a very long time, and I had forgotten. I guess I had kind of forgotten what um, superhero movies used to be like. Mm-hmm. Like before they got so like. I don't want to say. I mean, certainly not all the movies are like kind of dark and gritty. But, like, especially Batman took this really, like, realistic, you know, like, dark turn eventually. Mm-hmm. And these movies are not that. No. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I've, I've kind of forgotten that's what it used to be like. Like, they tried to take a comic book and turn it into a movie, you yeah. know? Like, literally. Like, let's just visualize that on screen. Right. Well, and I think in that aspect, it's successful. Like, it's a, it is, there's a lot of goofy stuff that goes on in, in the movie. There's a lot of sort of looney tunes violence uh that doesn't feel like real violence um and i mean i think you know it's directed by tim burton and you can very much tell that it's Mm -hmm. very gothic Mm -hmm. but also like very you know whimsical uh it's set during sometimes gross yeah it's a little gross sometimes Mm -hmm. i always thought that that tim burton could do that do things that i'm sometimes like ooh, yeah i think (laughs) everything that went into the design of the, the penguin is is a little it's just, I, I mean, the, the the whole costuming of Danny DeVito in this movie is maybe my one of my favorite things, if not my favorite thing about this film. It 
It really is. It, it is great. Um, it really makes it work. I And the scene where he eats the raw fish mm-hmm. is so in my brain. Like, when you said that movie, that was the first thing I thought of was him eating that raw fish. Yeah. That is like... <laughs> that is a, a mark on my brain forever. <laughs> I will never not see that occasionally. I'll close my eyes and there's Danny DeVito as the penguin <laughs> eating that raw fish. <laughs> and I mean, you know, I, I feel like like prominent prosthetics are hard in movies, even like well shot movies. But like he's got like a full like a, you know, I mean, he's supposed to look like a penguin. He's got a big beak nose and like really intense makeup, like weird blue drool the whole time. But it all works. <laughs> mm-hmm. And his teeth. Oof. Yeah. Uh, so I don't. If you haven't seen the movie, I guess quick, quick plot rundown. Uh, I don't know that there. It's, it's it's the origin story <laughs> of the. It's weird to be like, do you know Batman? It's it's Batman. Uh, <laughs> not going to go into that. You should know that. Uh, but you know, it starts off with like the penguin being abandoned by his parents uh, because they're upper class people, and he was born different and. Uh, he was tossed in the sewers and then, you know, flash forward and he's come back to Gotham for his revenge. Uh, meanwhile, you've got the origin of Catwoman happening, which is a different, it's, you know, unique to this movie that she works for this, for Shrek, who that not, not the Shrek. Uh, <laughs> that is, that is yeah. a point. Yeah, please continue with the plot, but we're going to revisit the fact that Shrek is in this yes, many times. Shrek is in this different Shrek. Uh, but, uh, she works for this, like, you know, kind of this, uh, dirty businessman who who is trying to build a power plant that sucks power which i don't know how that was gonna work but she discovered and the model of the power plant is so great <laughs> that awful little like cardboard model yeah. with the big red smoke stacks on top <laughs> that just does design something that looks evil and, and cartoonish there you go yeah but she's she's he she discovers his plan so he pushes her out a window and then cats resuscitate her bring her back to life and that's she's Catwoman. so then it's that's 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 basically it then everybody fights back and forth everybody fights batman and catwoman sort of fall in love but also don't Mm -hmm. because she's inherent you know she's bad she can't give it up she's evil yeah um i would just like to add uh i admittedly am very unfamiliar with dc canon Mm -hmm. i am i mean I don't watch a ton of superhero movies to begin with, but the ones I do watch recently have been Marvel ones. So the Batman canon, I was not familiar with. I also had not seen this movie. I, d- I did not know that he is the penguin because he was discovered and raised by penguins under the zoo. <laughs> I didn't know it was actually penguins that made him. Like, I had to pause and be like, huh, okay. Interesting. I've accepted this and continue. (laughs) I don't know. Is that that's probably not comic book? Yeah. Is this just the movie? Um, there is there is there are some comics that have. I mean, the the canon that the the penguin is is born somehow like formed differently, and that's why he was an outcast, and that's Mm -hmm. why he you know was became a a crime boss or whatever. I don't know. Bad bad message there, but that's true. You know, Mm -hmm. he's never just like a guy that has a penguin aesthetic. Um, yeah, whereas, right. Like Catwoman is usually just a regular woman. She just dresses like a cat, like you know. She's got a cat aesthetic. <laughs> yeah, she's a cat aesthetic. Uh, yeah. But I mean, I think that this specifically the whole raised by penguins thing. I don't. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't think that's a. <laughs> I don't think that's a. I don't even know if the movie insinuates that he was raised by penguins because he he was. That's fair. He was raised by the circus people, but yeah. then I guess after he 
eight children. I don't know. Kids disappeared at the circus, and then he had to disappear. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that's it's insinuated. I don't know yeah. that that's, but yeah, they definitely insinuate that. I. Well, it's the same sort of, I really think with movies that were based on like comic books or superheroes or that kind of thing for a long time, they didn't give, they, they assumed like, well, th- this is not a thinker. People are watching this, you know, like yeah. people are just watching this for cartoonish violence and colorful things and like fights. And so we don't really need to, we we can be really obvious with these things. So like the penguins, the penguin, cause he was raised by penguins. There's the one like story of Batman where he's like Batman because he fell down a well and there were bats. Yeah. <laughs> Not this Batman, but like another iteration of Batman. Yeah. Like, so literally it's just the bats. There's that it's just too. <laughs> he just saw a bat when he was sad. He's like, I'm a bat now. <laughs> I'm a bat now. Cause it's all about when I'm Is that sad. just like the go-to formula? Like the penguin was raised by penguins. Catwoman like was, saved by cats so then it's cat and batman like sees some bats it's like I mean, okay the, the, i feel like it, the 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 this era of movies and i mean even going into like the follow-ups with like you know batman forever and batman returns the ones where you get like uma thurman's poison ivy the real wacky mm-hmm. characters uh-huh. there's always this need to have a very sympathetic backstory for the characters for the villains origin to make it Mm -hmm. like this complex like batman and all of his villains originated the same way they had some horrible trauma and then they changed somehow you know it's just batman became a vigilante and they all became villains but they're so they're the same they're two sides of the same coin like and i feel like that's that's absolutely true in the batman comics like that's where it comes from but the movies like hit that every time like this has you know Mm -hmm. this is the origin of every villain which I actually really like. I like, I mean, yeah. I believe that I, I don't, we don't have cartoon superheroes running around or villains running around big cities. But I do think that the, the message that, you know, people that do bad generally have bad things that happen to them, I think is a, a true thing. It's not just like, I, I, grew, yeah. I grew up to be a mad scientist. I don't know. I just, just want to just like make the moon explode. That's just always been my goal. Had a well-adjusted <laughs> childhood. Just want, no more moon. Well, yeah. and and they do they delineate very clearly between like those sorts of characters, which like I mean, because Catwoman's goal is just kind of chaos, right? And, re- like, and revenge. She, yeah, revenge, chaos. She's not really on the Penguin side necessarily, or Batman's at any. You know, it's just it's kind of mm-hmm. whatever works for her, which is different than like Shrek. <laughs> Christopher Walken is spelled as, with a CK as Max Shrek. I was gonna say, let's call him by his first name. It's just Shrek. I'm picturing just Shrek. <laughs> Max Shrek, who is a uh, a very like, I mean, he's just a bad guy, right? Like, yeah. I don't think we get a justification for why he's he is yeah. bad because he wants to steal the city's power, so that then they have to put him in charge because he's in charge of all the power now. Yeah. I guess that's the way that. I feel like there are laws against that, but anyway, I, it's fine. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> but it, that, there but are like, no laws. it's a very straightforward bad. He's yeah. just bad. It, there is no reason for it. He's a bad guy. The fact that his plan got so far as to make a model, though, is really funny because everybody, <laughs> it's not like he, he, he fooled anybody. Like the, the, whatever, the city commissioner looks at it, Bruce Wayne looks at it, and everyone's like, no, that's, that's like, I mean, you know, like Selena Kyle, like everybody that looked at it went, oh, this is, this is not a power plant, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but he just keeps on moving with it. Um. <laughs> 
I do I do gotta say though, there's something I appreciate, which I feel like isn't specific to this movie. I feel like this maybe has happened in other maybe superhero movies, action movies, that like the bad person that doesn't have like any like reason for like mm-hmm. I don't know, pursuing like revenge or whatever that just like seems to be a bad person is often not like the master villain. You know what I mean? Like isn't like the penguin, isn't like Catwoman. Well, like it's just like a guy. It's also easier, although in this in this movie, I mean, I, spoilers, I guess. In this movie, they both pay, ultimately, in the end. Yeah. But my thought was always, like, if you do that, you can kill off the non-cartoony, yeah. you know. That's a good way of saying it. The bad non-cartoony guy. bad guy. Yeah. And then if you, you have the option of preserving the, the cartoony one yeah. if you want to use them in another movie. Although they don't. They have, like, the sad, like, penguin oh, carrying him off. That thing kills thing. me. <laughs> I know. That was rough. <laughs> it is very sad. <laughs> they, but instead they save Catwoman yeah. for future. Although she she never shows up again, does she? Well, I mean, she's in like the the Nolan iteration, uh, but no, not in like these movies. She was supposed to there was not there was this a one. there was a planned spin-off that was supposed to involve Michelle Pfeiffer and then it just fell through. So there was supposed to be oh. a standalone Catwoman that was not the Halle Berry Catwoman, but it just never never took off. That makes sense as to why they don't... As to why, I mean, like, it, it makes sense that they don't kill her off because she's a sympathetic character for most of the movie, and so why, you know, yeah. it would be very dissatisfying, I think, from a storytelling perspective. But I also thought it seems so intentional, like they want to bring her back. Yeah. Um, the, the other thing I want to talk about is something that I had forgotten about these movies, um, which is that Batman kills people. But before... <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Before we talk about that, <laughs> let's check the group message. Uh, so, as we have mentioned, since we were talking about a, a Christmas movie, you know, Batman Returns. Yeah, of course. It is the holiday season, and uh, if you are are like me, you're scrambling to to finish out that present list, figure out um, gifts for all your loved ones that will be special, something different, something that uh, maybe they hadn't thought of, that they hadn't necessarily asked for, that would, you know, really mean a lot to them. And StoryWorth could be the solution you're looking for. In fact, I'm going to say it probably is. Uh, Every week, StoryWorth will email your relative or friend a thought-provoking question of your choice from their vast pool of possible options. So they have a lot of unique prompts, questions that you haven't necessarily thought to ask somebody. It's it's beyond like, hey, what'd you eat for dinner? Or (laughs) what'd you do last weekend? Um, Stuff that you, you know, want to know about your loved ones, but maybe have never thought to ask. Like, what's the bravest thing you've ever done in your life or if you could see into the future what would you want to find out um those sorts of questions that really let you get to know a person that even no no matter how well you already know them get to know them a little bit better and find out things maybe about like you know your parents or grandparents that uh that you could treasure forever to have that memory that you know you just hadn't thought to ask about after a year, StoryWorth will compile all your loved one's stories, in, including photos, into a beautiful keepsake book, and you'll be able to share and revisit that for generations to come. Uh, reading these weekly stories can really help you connect with your loved ones, especially, you know, it's a great present, of course, for somebody that maybe you live near and see all the time, but also for somebody that maybe you don't get to see very often, you yeah. know? Even if you live far away, this is a great thing to help you connect and stay close. So, uh, Taylor, if our listeners want to check out StoryWorth, what should they do? Well, with StoryWorth, you've given a thoughtful, personal gift from the heart and preserving their memories and stories for years to come. 
Go to storyworth.com slash stillbuffering and save $10 on your first purchase. That's storyworth.com slash stillbuffering to save $10 on your first purchase. So I had forgotten. <laughs> like, I feel like in later movies, Taylor, and you know this stuff better than me because you are more in touch with the lore, like the original comic book lore and all that. But I feel like one of the things about Batman, which has always set him apart from like a Superman, is that Batman always kind of wants to kill people, but doesn't. Like, he holds himself back from like, he's not going to go all the way there. But he's always sort of like on the edge in a way that like Superman wouldn't. But in this movie, like, Batman sets a guy on fire. <laughs> Batman straps explosives to another guy and throws him into the sewer. Yeah. Like, he, like, just, like, he straight up murders people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's because that's a big part of uh, it, comics. And, and, I mean, also then in, like, the more recent movies is, like, the, the Batman has a code that, you know, he, he, he is vigilante justice, but he ultimately tries to work in line with, like, you know, well... He will, he will, the Joker will murder, like, millions of people. He'll be like, no, he's got to go to jail. Got to pay for his crimes. <laughs> like, we won't kill him. He's going to do this again in a week, but whatever. But, yeah, I don't, I, I noticed that, too. Like, this movie is just like, whatever. Just, here's, here's a bomb. See you, bud. Uh, it's, it's a little it, comical. <laughs> it really, it really threw me because I hadn't really thought about it. Um, I, I was so used to this idea that Batman almost kills people but won't. And then as I started watching this movie, and there, like, first of all, he fights in his Batmobile a lot. He uses Batmobile for fighting. Batmobile, yeah, which yeah. is which is fun. It's like a it's like a precursor to the Fast and the Furious, where they just end up using their cars for all purposes. Like, well, you can use a car to steal that. You can use a car to. And then Transformers yeah. used to <laughs> exactly just star cars. He's like. He he starts off fighting with his car where like there's the the circus troop and the guys on stilts and so he like has the bars that stick out of his Batmobile and then just knock him down and I was watching that and I was thinking like those people could really get hurt that way he's got to be careful <laughs> and this is right before he sets the guy on fire with the Batmobile. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and I was like oh this is when Batman didn't care no it is all well, it, I mean because it seems like there's that moment when like Selena's about to kill Max Shrek where he's like no 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 like you can't go yeah. that far but it's like dude you, you've aced like 10 circus performers <laughs> in this movie <laughs> he strapped a bomb to the one guy and threw him down the sewer oh there's also this scene where he's got like the battering and he programs yeah. the battering with like, oh, I'm surrounded by five people. Doot, 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 doot. Everybody just stands there and waits for him to program in their positions, which is great. <laughs> and he flings it and like, we know what a battering is. That's, that's razors on all sides. So the camera follows is like, we don't see blood. But I mean, presumably it is slicing all of these people in the head. I don't know. <laughs> like it's, it's just going on a murder rampage. <laughs> It's really, it's really strange how Batman just kills people, and then like, cause then what it, the idea later that like Batman is the bad guy, like they're trying to frame Batman and he's the one responsible for stuff to turn the public against him. It's like, well, I mean, you know? I did see him murder a lot yeah. of people in the street, so I, also, I, I guess like, that could have happened. Like, I know those dudes on stilts were part of the evil, the what is it, the the red triangle gang, the 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 painting, yeah. but also. The, that that was like, yeah, we're gonna go cause some chaos in the city. All right, I'm gonna get my stilts. <laughs> <laughs> what did they do? What harm did they cause, Batman? <laughs> like they were just 
<laughs> Walking around on their stilts. What can you do from up there? Nothing. I I, I love that uh, the guy who, before he gets set on fire, who is spitting fire, one of his first things you see him do is go open the door to a toy store <laughs> and set all the toys on fire. <laughs> Just to underline, like, look how bad these He's guys are. He's a bad are. guy. Wow. Did you see that giant teddy bear he just set on fire? <laughs> that was rough. I, like, ever... Don't worry, he's gonna burn to death. <laughs> Tay, ever since you said that Batman has a code, all I've been sitting here thinking is, like, was Batman the the origin story for Dexter? <laughs> a little bit. Was I Batman mean, the precursor to Dexter? Well, I mean, he he watched his parents get murdered. Uh-huh. And he had trauma from that and the way he processes uh-huh. trauma. Well, I mean, I don't want to I don't want to get too deep into like weird Batman theories, but I've always felt like the whole point of it is all of these all of the like villains that have these tragic origin stories and then that makes them target certain things. Like Batman had trauma at the hands of a a bad guy, somebody trying to commit mm-hmm. a crime. And so it's not that he combats crime for justice it's that that is his he's just targeting the thing that hurt him just like everybody else so he's not any different yeah. than all the bad guys it's just his particular target happens to be people that are deemed as bad guys so it's just traumatized people yeah. beating up on other traumatized people that makes sense it the movie also has a very like um and it i know it came out in what 92 i think so but but it i feel like it's still movies in that time period have so much of the like an 80s feel to them still um and there's that sort of like complete uh cynicism of um the penguin is going to be elected or is trying to be elected mayor and then when he first comes down and sees his campaign staff and he's I mean, I don't know. Are those pajamas that he's wearing? It's some sort of. <laughs> it's just his little suit. Like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> what, it, he's a penguin. Well, you know what I mean. Like, he's not exactly dressed formally, let's say. And he's eating a raw fish. And then he proceeds to, like, bite a guy's nose off. And they're all, like, ready to, okay, let's elect him mayor. And it's just such a, like, cynical, like, <laughs> whatever, whatever we got to do to you know reach our ends like whatever means it doesn't matter this is this is the 80s man (laughs) let's go for it um it has so much of that in it Mm -hmm. i I was it was funny watching it because i was like man that's dark Mm. this was the time period this is what (laughs) it really was and like especially the early 90s a lot of that had spilled over to like that sort of nihilism like yeah that's what it's like man that's politics (laughs) well you know who are the real villains the 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 damaged people that you know are are committing crimes out of revenge for horrible things that have happened to them or just the status quo the the upper class the people that just operate this norm the way normally i'm not saying that on a yeah. theoretical level i just think the movie definitely says that <laughs> right mm-hmm. um i really enjoy catwoman's transformation into catwoman oh, yes mm-hmm. um that starts with chugging the milk <laughs> That whole scene. I mean, I also like I, I, just the design of this movie. That her apartment, that that like that soft salmon pink with like the turquoise accents, mm-hmm. and then she comes in and like knocks out the lights on "Hello There," like gets the one black article <laughs> of clothes. The the black spray paint on the kitten sweater. Like that scene is so melodramatic, but I love it. Yeah, I the the part that I love the best was the actually the black spray paint on the dollhouse. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that. 
I was like laughing. I was like, oh my God, it's so perfect. This bedroom is dark now. Hmm. I am spray painting it all black. <laughs> oh, it's great. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't, I mean, I, I think that there have been some pretty solid Catwomans, uh, but I think Michelle Pfeiffer is easily my favorite as far as live action Catwomen go. I really would have loved, because um, she is great, and I love Michelle Pfeiffer. I mean, that's well known, you know, for her best work, Grease 2. But uh, I I would really love to see that Catwoman with the, given some of the depth that, like, these characters would be given in a movie today. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because, like, a lot of what she says in the movie, and this is true for a lot of the characters, but especially villains, they kind of are constantly just giving these little one-liners. Yeah. Well, I feel like they, they tried to write in this sort of feminist angle with her, and I don't think they failed, but I do think it, it stayed in that realm of, like, quippy comic book dialogue, you know? Mm-hmm. Life's a um. bee, and now so am I. <laughs> <laughs> now that I love. <laughs> uh, I did read that it wasn't actually originally Michelle Pfeiffer that they cast, um, that it was Annette Benning and she got pregnant. Yeah. Oh, so then they were like, that. no, now Michelle Pfeiffer. So I cannot imagine anybody else playing yeah. that role. She's so good. And didn't she do that whip mm-hmm. thing for real? I thought I saw that video. Really? With the um, mannequin heads. Uh-huh. She really did that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, right? That's crazy. That's talent. Yeah. <laughs> That's talent. Well, I feel like you can see that in the scene, though, knowing that, like how happy she is when she gets them all. <laughs> <laughs> How many times did you try to do that and then you did it? It's uh it it really is though, like it it's weird to watch sometimes those older movies, um, and the way that they handle the violence, not just with like Batman killing people, but I was thinking about the scene where he I mean, he basically throws her off a roof because she like stabbed him with her claw, which like don't I mean like I get it, they're fighting. She tried to kill him. <laughs> mm-hmm. But he throws her off a roof. <laughs> like, he just, like, really violently just, like, whoop, done. Yep. <laughs> and she is saved, of course, comically by a truck of kitty litter. But, you know, like, <laughs> he just threw her off a roof. Yeah. Batman. Oh, I mean, yeah. The, 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 there's, like, hyper uh, It's funny that this movie is PG-13, I think. I don't think it would get that rating now because... There is there is a lot of it's cartoonish violence. Like it reminds me of like Tom and Jerry kind of stuff. But you know, there's that, and there's also a lot of sexual like innuendos in this movie mm-hmm. for for PG thirteen. Yeah. Like that yes. is not just some like romantic like flirting. They they're making very suggestive comments to each other. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That which is definitely I feel like that was kind of always baked into the Catwoman character. Which I don't know how you escape it when she's dressed in like, you know, all leather. Sure, yeah. <laughs> it's a sexual costume. It's yeah. a sexual character. It's always kind of had that feel like that she's using that as part of her. Like that's that is one of her weapons. Mm-hmm. Obviously not her only one. She has a whip quite literally yeah. and claws. But, you know, one of her weapons is her sexuality. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that she uses to trick men, which Batman falls for a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, like the first time they fight, and she's like, "How could you? I'm a woman." And he's just, "Oh, oh, oh, oh I'm sorry. Oh, oh, you're right." Oh, oh. <laughs> that was a very bumbling Batman in that moment. That was that again. It's, it's not a Batman I'm used to seeing. Just because in the more modern movies, that is not. I kind of like a bumbling Batman, though. I don't know. 
<laughs> it's he's more of a uh, of the Teen Titans Go sort of Batman. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he just wants to sit at home with Alfred and watch TV, and he doesn't he know does why he has to keep. Vibe, yeah. yeah. <laughs> why does he have to keep doing all this stuff? I love. I mean, speaking of Alfred, the scene where he's going down to I don't know broadcast the the penguins uh disparaging mm-hmm. comments about the city <laughs> and he goes through the the sarcophagus and it's right after he was talking about all the security like you know people could just walked into the bat cave in the past and he takes the sarcophagus and alfred says i'll take the stairs but then you really do see just a giant flight of stairs in the bat cave it's like what so why did you why did you take the mummy slide <laughs> <laughs> Why do you have a mummy slide if there are stairs easily accessible? This is more fun. <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing? It is It is a very fun idea that they're leaning into that, like, secretly Batman's like, well, I got all this money and this, yeah. seems, this seems like it'd be really cool to have a, like, a, like a blank check kind of Batman right. who's like, well, I mean, I guess if I'm going to have a bat cave, I'm going to have a secret entrance. And- <laughs> Like he's not like like the you know the Christopher Nolan Batman is such like a highly like honed killing machine with like no visible emotions. You have to dig through ten layers to see him smile and like oh no the, the Michael Keaton Batman just seems like a guy. Like, yeah, he, he does. Well, he doesn't use like his Batman voice is not on the level of other Batman voices. No. You know, it's a lot more just like a guy talking. Yeah, I am Batman. <laughs> Um, it is it's a little more but I mean I guess that time wise it makes sense because it's a closer evolution from like Adam West yeah absolutely. Batman where like which uh, it, it, did you ever watch any of the old Mm-mm. the old old Batman when they had shark repellent Batman no <laughs> it's all campy it's all kind of yeah. silly and like it, it reminds me a little more of like Batman at one point all the world leaders <laughs> What do they get, like, turned into dust? They turn into powder? Yeah, little pellets and tubes. And they're all in these, like, test tubes, (laughs) and, like, he's got to rehydrate them to save (laughs) the world. And at the end, he does, but they all got sort of mixed up. (laughs) And so, like, now they're all, like, speaking the wrong languages, like, yeah, and they don't match. And he's like, well, maybe this will make things better anyway. And he climbs out the window, and that's it. I think the, like there's that scene right after that of him and Robin just scaling down a video in broad or a building in broad daylight. Like, yep, just make a silent exit. Slow, a silent, very slow exit down the side of this building, very slowly. As like all the world leaders are arguing with each other, and he's like, "Well, great. close enough. My job's done. <laughs> Almost, you know." You know, close. It was my best. close. I did my best. Yeah. That's what really counts at the end. We did our best, Robin. <laughs> Let's go watch TV. <laughs> yeah. This Michael Keaton Batman is still a little closer to that Batman. Yeah. I agree with that. I think that's a fair assessment. And I, I think it's a sweet spot because then like you move forward and it's almost like, you know, after that you get into the, the next movies are a little bit sillier. But I feel like this is a good like it's not it's not reality at all, but it does feel like well-made comic book film you know yes it does and if you if you look at it that way then like the violence the fact that people actually do die and that kind of stuff if if it's in that sort of cartoonish way it all works together if you try to cast it in a light of the way these movies are made today we're like 
you know, people with superpowers or supervillains or not that Batman has superpowers, but you know what I mean? Like that kind of character, they're taken so they're they're real people today. Mm -hmm. They're treated as like real humans with real dialogue and real feelings and real, you know, and that wasn't what this was. Mm -hmm. Well, I was thinking about like in um, uh, the the Dark Knight, the the when Heath Ledger's Joker Mm-hmm. Like his yes. whole master plan, how many people have written like essays picking apart how like this would be so hard to organize, though, because you'd have to assume this would happen as like this, these like timelines trying to figure out how you would mastermind that. And then here's, here's like, you know, Danny DeVito's penguin. Like, when did he have time to build a tiny bat car <laughs> machine to drive around like that happened in like a day like his his plans make no how did you get a, a giant duck underneath max shrek's ballroom like what what happened that doesn't matter when did you get an army of mind-controlled rocket-powered penguins who cares like like the idea that these penguins are just gonna go into the city and and explode and sacrifice themselves for chaos like that is a wild so, so like the, the the picky part of the more realistic movies is funny in context. Is like, yeah, it is because at the end of the day, that's it's born of you know a fantasy. Like yeah. it is not real. It is it is very much not real. It's not supposed to be real. Right. Um, and I do I do appreciate on, on that level. And it is like I said, Michael Keaton is always my favorite, my personal favorite Batman. I just I don't know. Yeah, I mean I I I think I don't know. I was th- I was just rewatching it, and when the penguin realizes that the Batman is coming to his secret lair, and then all of his circus friends abandon him, mm-hmm. the scene where all of the acrobats are cartwheeling away sadly, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> really sad, <laughs> slowly just cartwheeling out of the frame, is maybe maybe the best. It really is. It re- I mean the the use of the of the circus performers as the ones and i mean it is like if you want to talk about something that would be terrifying like your your city being attacked by you know murderous circus performers i mean that's an intense like that's scary <laughs> that's that's a scary prospect <laughs> cuz i mean if you got to figure if they have so much confidence that they're willing to like take this on on stilts they know what they're doing that's right true. yeah <laughs> And stilts are scary. <laughs> stilts are inherently scary. They were just there as an intimidation factor, I think. Like, that's, you know. Now, before we stop talking about this movie, I think we have to ask the core question, which is, then is this a Christmas movie? <laughs> I, yes. Okay. It literally ends with, you know, Merry Christmas, goodwill towards men and women. Like, it's a Christmas movie. Yeah. It's a Christmas movie? Yeah. Batman Returns is a Christmas movie. Yeah. That is it's entirely, there's a huge plot point involving a Christmas tree more than once. Like, there's a Christmas queen, princess. <laughs> yeah. Do you think uh, that there are any other Christmas movies where Danny DeVito eats a raw fish? <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> because I think it's notable for being the only Christmas film in which that occurs. That's what or anyone. I mean, I think you could also say, like, does anyone eat, yeah. just stand there and eat a raw fish? I Is mean, there any movie of any that's... genre where Danny DeVito eats a raw fish? <laughs> Only this one. <laughs> that's a fun Probably trivia question. It's always sunny. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's just, 
I, I adore Danny DeVito with, with my entire heart. And this, this role for him is just so, it's just so good. It's very he good. Is, he's excellent. Yeah. I mean, he, he is, it, I mean, it's, it's fun to watch. Like, it is very different. It is not what we see in these sorts of movies now, but it is fun in it, like in its own right. For what it is, it is good. It is funny. It is fun. It's clever. Um, I love Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, yeah. Well, I think in a way, not quite as campy, but in a way, a lot of superhero movies have come back around to this. You know, everything had to be super serious and super gritty. And now I think like the MCU, they have like a lot of humor in their movies now. Mm-hmm, like, they mm-hmm. have jokes. They have some kind of campy moments or, or moments that are homages to the comics, which I think like, you know, like bringing that back in is an important element. Yeah, y- you really do need that because otherwise, exactly like you said, then you start going, well, that doesn't seem realistic. And it's like, it's not. Yeah, I mean, it's not supposed to be. People are flying. No. Yeah, <laughs> like there, there are aliens. Yeah, like that, it's not. None of it's supposed to be. <laughs> but, but I think that I don't know. This movie does a good job of like starting to lean towards that more realistic stuff without, without letting go. Yeah, I mean the audiences of comic book movies and superhero movies have extended so far beyond just people that read comics Mm -hmm. now it's like people that never touched a you know original marvel dc comic of any kind now go see every new yeah spinner and i don't know marvel movie avengers all of them so yeah yeah i i do like though that they're nods to comics because then it's like hey i know there's a few of you out there that are gonna get this (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) but if not then (laughs) here's some battles and here's a few jokes well, we've got we've got the new Batman coming up with uh with the shiny vampire Robert right? Pattinson. Hey, yeah. listen, well, I like that guy. Wikipedia <laughs> told me that Keaton. This says Keaton is also set to reprise the role of Batman in the DC Extended Universe in the Flash in 2022. Really? Oh, that is well, that's cool. That is what Wikipedia told me. I love I love Michael Keaton as Batman. So. I, I'm excited to see Robert Pattinson as Batman. He's a he's a good actor. Yeah, I love that shiny vampire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was into those movies at one point. Yes, you were. <laughs> we all know. Yes, I was always a little bit more Team Jacob, but well, whatever. Of course you were. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you, Taylor. <laughs> We have, thank you for watching this very good Christmas movie with yes. me. This is a new. This is add this to your um, holiday favorites. There you go. This is it. This is officially we have. Declared, if Die Hard can be a Christmas movie, you know what? So can Batman Returns. Yes. Okay. Speaking of Christmas movies, yes. What's next? You know what's next? It's uh, the Princess Switch Three. <laughs> I am so excited to watch this. We movie. ran. How we, are they going to do it again? We ran out of Christmas princes. Um, and now they're just making princess switches. And I think in this one, there's yet another Vanessa Hudgens. Is there? I think there's another. I don't know. Are there four? I think there. I don't know. Maybe there's not. Maybe I've been missing four. Because I. So, okay. So I watched the trailer yeah. and I only saw three and I was so bummed because I was like, Come, do it. Give us a fourth. <laughs> Give us a fourth. <laughs> Give us a fourth. But there's got to be a fourth. I we'll guess see. we'll just have to say. Yeah. So we're going to. It'll be our last episode before uh, the the Christmas holiday. So, yeah. so Christmas Switch Three, Princess Switch Three, Princess Switch Three. Yes, yes, Princess Switch Three. Uh, it's a heist, something. Yes, or caper ho- holiday. Oh, heist. Ho- I don't caper know. A caper <laughs> Christmas caper. I don't know. <laughs>
is the third one. They're stealing something, it seems like. Yeah, there are yeah. multiple there's Vanessa. A, there's a theft. <laughs> Vanessa's Hudgens. Not a cat. They don't steal a cat. No one stole a it, cat. Let me just reiterate that. Not me or anyone else. Wait, is it going to be like an Ocean's Eleven situation, but they're all Vanessa Hudgens? Oh! (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. That's what we're working up to. I'm on board. If that Uh, is the movie, it's the best movie ever. I've already declared (laughs) it. I haven't even seen it, and I've declared it the best movie ever. It's the best movie of all time. So, (laughs) All right. Well, good. We'll we'll watch that for next week, and I I hope you all do, too. And enjoy Batman Returns, and Michael Keaton, and Michelle Pfeiffer, Danny DeVito. Gosh, Christopher Walken. You just can't. Yeah. Just Shrek. goes on and on. Shrek is right there. <laughs> the original Shrek. Um, <laughs> thank you all. <laughs> thank you, listeners. Uh, you should go to MaximumFun.org and check out all the great podcasts there. You can tweet at us at StillBuff. You can email us at StillBuffery.MaximumFun.org if you have thoughts or suggestions or questions. Um, Candle Nights. Is this? This will go up before. Yeah. Yes. Is this weekend? The 18th. Saturday? Saturday, right? Yep. Yeah. Saturday at nine. nine o'clock. And hold on. Let me tell you how you can find that. You're doing great. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sorry. It, uh, yes. So Candle Nights, December 18th, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Tickets are $5. Uh, or if you can give more, all benefits go to Harmony House. So feel free to give more if you can. If not, tickets are $5. And you can go to bit.ly slash Candle Nights 2021 if you want to uh, if you want to watch. And it'll be available for like two weeks after if you yep. get a ticket. So yep. even if you can't watch it when it premieres at 9 o'clock. Yeah, it, then then yes, even if you can't watch it then it's available after and uh there's a lot of great stuff on there, all the shows and you would love it. And again, it benefits uh Harmony House, a wonderful organization in our um community that provides services for people experiencing homelessness. Um and uh and it'd be great if we could. So bit.ly forward slash candle nights twenty twenty one. And thank you to the novellas for our theme song Baby Change Mine. This has been your cross-generational guide to the culture that made us. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McRoy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. I am still buffering. And I, I am too. Too. <laughs> She did that a lot. Uh-huh. <laughs> you nailed it. Thanks. Hey there, beautiful people. I'm Travel Anderson. And I'm Jared Hill. We are the hosts of Fanti, the show where we have complex and complicado conversations about the gray areas in our lives, the things that we really, really love sometimes, but also have some problematic feelings about. Yes, we get into it all. You want to know our thoughts about Nicki Minaj and all her foolishness? We got you. You want to know our thoughts about gentrification and perhaps some positive? question mark Uh aspects of gentrification we get into that too every single thursday you can check us out at maximumfun.org listen you know you want it honey so come on and get it (laughs) period maximumfun.org comedy and culture artist owned audience supported